Hello everyone. I know it's been a while, but let's face it, COVID is really fucking with us. And uh, that's what this episode is. It's just kind of talking about the struggle of being in COVID because I know so many people are. For me personally, I live in Winnipeg and we've been code red and then we were called orange and now we're back to code red and it's so scary and it's so uncertain and it's so isolating that it's exhausting like life is exhausting you either feel like you are run off your feet or bored out of your mind and there is no middle ground right now when we were in code orange i was so busy at work because all of a sudden we had jobs coming back in and i just like could barely blink at work because it was so busy and now that it's code red again all our jobs have got cancelled because i work for an essential company but we service non-essential businesses Um, So now all these jobs have been cancelled and all these layoffs have happened. So it's like half the business has been laid off right now and you're just like, am I going to survive? Like, yeah, I get it. It's great. There's subsidy in place right now for people who get laid off due to COVID. But finances is one part of the worry. Like keeping a roof over your head is definitely stressful. Right now, COVID pay is actually paying better than what you make in a normal wage. And we know how I feel about the fact that people are better off claiming um, CRSB than they are going to work. I think it's absolute bullshit. I think it speaks volumes to employers to sit down and look at what they are paying um, their employees. I think it's something that we need to start talking about big time. We shouldn't be working seven days or five days a week to just get by we shouldn't have to fear being sick we are in canada we are deemed a first world country there is no need for the fears of finances and i think One of my favorite things about COVID, which sounds really fucked up, is it is showing how much capitalism is out there and how much the government is really just fucking around with finances. Like, you look at the fact the government was funded like $10 million for PPE equipment and expired PPE equipment was handed out to hospitals to... St. Boniface Hospital here in Winnipeg, and St. Boniface has a huge, huge outbreak. They're down two wings, and it's just like, you can't 100% say, okay, yes, blame it on the PPE. I wish I could, but I can't. But I'm also looking at the fact that here is one example of the government mismanaging money, and where the hell did the rest of that money go that was supposed to go to the PPE? Like, when you... Like, when you get your first job and you work at a grocery store, the first thing you do is you learn how to face things so that things that are about to expire go first and the newer product goes behind. 
So you have to check dates. You're taught to check dates. Are you telling me someone in the government who makes thousands of dollars more than me a check didn't understand to check the dates on PPE equipment? No, it was pure out neglect on their behalf or not giving a fuck. And honestly, I don't know which is worse at this point. The neglect on, oh, it doesn't matter because it doesn't affect me because I'm so rich, it wouldn't matter if I got COVID. Or if it's the absolute neglect of the government not protecting its first responders. Yeah, great. You're giving police PPE equipment. Cool. How about you give teachers PPE equipment? How about you take those funds and you put them into schools, into educational systems, into alternative long distance education? How about you start giving teachers supplies, sanitations, PPE equipment? How about you start looking at your education system? How about you start looking where the funds need to go? Teachers, first responders, hospitals, care homes. Care homes are huge. Everywhere I look, every time I open up um, the news lately, it is another care home has had a COVID outbreak. One care home was so friggin' neglected, a huge outbreak happened, and there was like 12 deaths, and it was in the most disgusting care. And ambulances had to be called to the scene, and first responders had to be called. And they were talking about bringing in, like, military care. Like, this is happening in a first world country where people are, and regardless of what people are paying, to be honest, but people are paying private care homes, and you know that's not cheap, to take care and be responsible. And people are putting faith in these employers, employment centers, or care home workers who have gone and gotten this education and spent thousands of dollars in loans and debt to take care of elders and they are being so mistreated because who knows? I don't know their mental state, but I know that they deserve way better treatment than to be sitting hungry and in their own waste. It is disgusting. And the only reason, and I shouldn't say that, I guess, one of the main reasons that they got away with it is because COVID has made it so they can't have visitors. So how, so they can be neglected because there's no one there to check and there's no one there to tell. And it's disgusting. Like I'm looking around at humanity. And honestly, I think that whatever higher power is out there is trying to restart the world because it's honestly like the priorities of the 21st century have absolutely boggled my mind and sometimes I think we need to take it down to basics and start appreciating so much more what we have been taking for granted if you're gonna sit there and say all non-essential businesses need to close then start paying what you deem essential businesses better wages you're telling me a grocery store is an essential business because we need food a hundred percent correct but then you're gonna tell me that you're still gonna pay people working in a pandemic with PPE equipment, working longer shifts than normal or having to pick up extra shifts because I guarantee you someone is being affected with COVID and they can't work or they're too afraid or there's a health risk so people are quitting, that you're not going to pay them a proper fucking wage, a livable wage. I'm not saying be extravagant. I'm saying pay people a goddamn livable wage where they can pay their rent and afford groceries like it's not hard this shouldn't 
be a riddle. It shouldn't. And I don't understand. I have a sister who works in daycare and she is constantly having to be out sick because she gets a symptom. So a sore throat or a cough or something. So she gets, she goes and she gets tested for COVID and she has to wait for those results for her to go back to work. So she has to apply for um, the wage subsidy. But also, like, if she doesn't get that, they're making her take her vacation pay. Sitting at home waiting for COVID test results is not a fucking vacation. It's not something she chooses to do. She didn't book this time off so she could go out with friends or relax or have a mental health day. No, she is doing this for the safety of her employment. And her employer is just like, cool, you're out for, you know, however long, go get your your subsidy. Well, if you were paying a better wage, maybe this wouldn't be such a concern. Or maybe if you were company put in policies or started making a plan for when, like maybe, okay, like, there's such a thing as bereavement leave at work, right? You get three paid days of work, okay? Why don't we start making a COVID policy or extending sick days? If we know that there's a pandemic going and you're rolling over, why not give more sick days? Yes, this is a pandemic, and it is great that the government is stepping in to subsidize wages, but it is not the government's responsibility to make sure that you have a safety net because your employer isn't. It is the government's responsibility to provide housing and it is the government's responsibility to make sure there is proper wages. And it is the government's responsibility to be taking this more seriously and getting proper equipment for everybody. But I also don't think that employers are scot-free in this and they need to be revising their policies and procedures and looking at their pay. Like, the government has mishandled money and it is showing 100%. But corporations and companies have also been um, mishandling money and it's showing 100%. And this is my argument where capitalism has really just fucked it all up and mishandled all the money and now you are a hundred percent seeing it and they can't hide and it's a great time to be calling it out and looking at it and seeing what is essential and what isn't essential and to be making sure that essential people are getting what they need they are getting the ppe equipment they are getting the wage they are getting fuck they should also be getting stuff for mental health because imagine how scary it is to work frontline. PPE equipment isn't 100% effective. I get friggin' anxiety going to the grocery store nowadays. All I want to do is go to work and go home and hide in my house because I don't want to deal with the outside world because if I get COVID, I mean, no one should have to get COVID, but it's just like, what happens, right? It you have to isolate, it can go to someone, you can have be symptom, uh, asymptomatic and, and pass it along. I live in an apartment complex, like everyone in the building would have, you know, like I live in a small apartment complex. We have a lot of communal areas, like our stairs are communal, our laundry room's communal. 
Like, what would happen? Would everyone here have to isolate and get tested? Like, these are things you constantly worry about, and it's so stressful on your mental health. And work should be putting in more mental health practices. They should be getting counselors, grocery stores, first um, first line businesses, uh, essential businesses should be getting into counseling services. And I mean, I've always said that works should be providing counseling services, but I mean, the mentality, the fear, the anxiety of going to work every day, especially families who have to separate. I've got cousins who are nurses and they can't be home with their kids because they work frontline. You are asking people in the world to sacrifice their families to work to take care of yours and you are telling me that you are not going to give them 120% of everything you can to make sure that they don't get the disease that they are fighting and saving lives for really really like I want the government to look at things and shake their fucking heads apologize and get their shit together because it needs to happen if there are people willing to go to work and put risk being exposed to COVID so that the world can keep going, they deserve to be compromised in every single way. If you are willing to sit there and clap for police to go to work, you should be sitting there and clapping for fucking grocery store, restaurants, um, gas station employees. They should be getting claps over. Too. Yes, first responders are necessary and they are in the front lines, but so are all these other people. So don't just choose someone because they're wearing a white uniform or a fancy uniform. Choose everybody. The world needs to start looking at equality. And that's the huge thing. We are a first world country and we are handling a pandemic like a second to third world country and honestly second and third world countries are going yeah you're in a pandemic welcome to our lives you're scared about your next meal welcome to our lives your health care isn't able to keep up welcome to our lives second and third world country right now are probably sipping on wine going I hope you start to understand how fucking privileged you are that your worry is only now just beginning when the whole time that has been their concern. We've gone into second and third world countries like we're kings and queens and uh, providing care. And now they're sitting here going, well, this is how you get through it. This is what you need to do. Because they've been living in these situations. They've had these happen. And then you look at things, and I guess I counter-argue myself, where technically America is a first world country and half of it still doesn't have clean fucking drinking water. Like, let's talk about that money mismanagement. But spend all your money on riot gear, but leave your nurses and doctors with nothing. Like, when will things become a priority? What has to happen? There's an outbreak, a global shutdown, a pandemic, people are dying left and right, and the government still isn't getting it. And the crazy thing is, is that we have a global health uh, system in place for things like this pandemic, and it's not being utilized. That's the wild thing, is that every country is doing their own little thing when there is actually a global organization that was set in place for healthcare, for emergencies like this, for everyone to get together and say, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to handle the economy. 
this is global. This is how everything's going to go down. And it's not getting used. They're sitting somewhere with their heads up their asses. And it does not help when the states has a fucking Cheeto for a president who got COVID and laughed it off because he got a light case and he's lucky enough to be able to afford that. Like, he did nothing. The White House had to run around and take care of it. And then you have a prime minister who is refusing to leave and do anything. And yes, that is safe, but he also needs to, you know, be doing more conferences. If you're going to sit at home in the government, you're going to be working full fucking time to help end this. And then you have, even in Alberta, like in Canada, like Brian Pallister has Winnipeg on code red and has shut down non-essential businesses. And then you look at Jason Kennedy in... Alberta, who has more cases than Manitoba and is letting the economy continue. He hasn't shut down anything. He hasn't done anything. And I'm talking about like these places are 13 hours apart and no one can get on the same page. And until we all get on the same page, COVID is going to keep happening. And it's great that there's talk that there's a vaccine. When it comes out, we don't know. Who gets it first? We don't know. Like, honestly, it should be going to seniors and children and immune-compromised people first. But we don't know the effectiveness. And it makes me sad because I think that capitalism is going to win and those who can afford to get this vaccine are going to benefit and get it first and then the rest of the world is going to get it. And it's really discouraging. And the more I sit in isolation and the more I go through COVID stuff, the angrier I get like the more on my soapbox I want to be and it's just like we sit here and people are like disman the police and disman the government and people are like that's stupid why would you do that and then you look at the news and you go oh yeah it's because everything needs to be rewritten I don't know if disbanding things is the answer to be honest I think it will cause more problems than solutions but I think that everything needs to like hit the restart button and now is the time if you're going to start closing down non-essential businesses and you're making codes then start making the reset button start making things better so that when it does restart we are restarting for a reason and we are better and we are stronger and we are wiser don't just keep running around in circles because it's that thing. If you don't change anything, you're going to get the same result every time. Okay, great. Shut things down. Make sure people are wearing their PPE and their hand sanitizer. Okay, but that was what happened the first round and now we're back here again. So what are you going to do to make sure the population is safe? What are you going to do? What is the next step? And then Take that question and ask it to yourself. And then after you ask that to yourself, ask it to your family. And then you as a family, take it and ask it to your government. And I don't care if it's your rural government, your federal government, your provincial government. Start asking, when are we going to do better? When are we going to be better? And how are we going to get there? And that is my conversation for today is I really, really want us to start talking about the 
mental capacity that COVID is putting on us. And I want to talk about the capitalism and I want to talk about the financial state and what it is costing the world and individuals and provinces and businesses and cities. And I want to start seeing conversations and I want to start seeing corrections because apologizing is going to do nothing. But if you start correcting these mistakes, taking responsibility and changing actions, that, that is how we're going to get out of a pandemic. And it just makes me want to set myself on fire. your life.